everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We are so excited today. We are here for another one of our Hallstar interviews, and I'm thrilled to get a chance to talk to Laura Osnes today. And Laura, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Rachel. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So what we like to do when we have a guest on the podcast is give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us what inspired you to become a, uh, an, an actress, both on stage sure. and on screen. <laughs> um, well, okay. So my name is Laura Osnes. I'm originally from Minnesota. Um, and I grew up doing theater there. I'm, I'm mainly a theater girl. So I did my first performance on stage playing a munchkin in the wizard of Oz in second grade and the, the theater bug bit. And I knew that that's what I wanted to do with my life. And so I continued to do theater throughout high school, both, um, in high school and professionally in Minneapolis, where I'm from, and decided to go to college for a year to study musical theater. And then I actually got offered a job that led me to leave school and, or leave school and go back to Minneapolis to work for a year. And um, then of all things, in 2007, I did a TV reality show called Grease. You're the one that I want on NBC yeah. that cast me in Greece on Broadway. I ended up winning that competition um, and it was a dream come true because I've always wanted to be on Broadway. That was kind of my goal and my dream from when I was a really young age. And so I've been so grateful to now be in New York for 12 years and I've done six Broadway shows and and now just kind of breaking into the Hallmark thing. So I'm yeah. super excited. But yeah, that was that kind of started it. The Wizard of Oz, way back when, I remember being a munchkin and looking up to Dorothy and being like, I want to play that role someday. Like, that's what yeah. I want to do. <laughs> that's so cool. So you just just loved that feeling of being on the stage performing. I did. I, I love, yes, I love the, the kind of collaboration and the camaraderie that you get with the cast, as well as being able to create in that way, getting to rehearse and then having a live audience getting to affect people and inspire people like in the moment. It was very special. That's great. I, yeah, I, I, I was, did some theater when I was in high school, just, just in our high school. But, uh, but I remember that, that feeling and just being part of the whole group of making it all work is the, is, is such a great feeling. It's exactly it. You become such a family when you do a theater show. It's just, I remember even in high school when we only had like three performances, you, everyone's like crying by the end of the, by the final yeah. performance because you just get so close. You, yeah, you create something so beautiful together. You spend so much time and, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it's very special. And especially on Broadway, like I've, there's been a couple of shows I've done for a whole year and like, you know, you start to, you really do life with those, with those people. They become your second family. You see each other through, you know, marriages and babies and, you know, losses in the family and all, all kinds of things, holidays you spend together. Like, um, they really do become your second family when you do a show that long. Yeah. I mean, I was going to ask what, what is that like that daily grind of doing a Broadway show? Do you ever, (laughs) you must get to that point where you're just like, if I hear the song again, I'm going to scream. Like I can't, (laughs) (laughs) You know, there, there are days it's exhausting um, and it requires, you know, a different level of energy. It's like 150% for the four hours that you're there at the theater, like getting ready, doing the show and winding down. But at the end of the day, you know, it is, 
on like on a Friday, I just have a show Friday night. So, you know, there are a couple, there are two shows a week where there are two show days, Wednesdays and Saturdays are usually you do two shows. So those days are a little more exhausting, but I do really love it. And being able to keep it fresh every day is a fun and exciting challenge. And I've been fortunate enough to do projects I am, you know, passionate about and really enjoy doing and, you know, love the people I'm working with. So I thankfully have never felt like I've been stuck in something that I've like absolutely hated doing. Like it's, it's really a gift because I love what I do and I'm so grateful because it's, it's uh, I know it's a very competitive business and I'm, grateful that I've gotten awesome opportunities to get to, to get to work and do a show yeah. for a year. I mean, it's like, what a, what a blessing. Yes. There are days where it's hard and I don't want to go to work or I don't want to sing that song, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, um, it's really fun. I'm like, I literally, I get paid to play, you know what uh-huh. I mean? It's a, it's, it's a joy. Yeah. Do you have like a dream role that you just would just do anything to get? You know, the one of my dream roles has been Marion Peru in The Music Man forever. I've done oh. the show three times in my life, and I've played um, some of the other roles, Amaryllis and Zanita, when I was younger. And then I'm like, Marion, I want to do Marion next. And it actually is coming back to Broadway next I season, know. but Tom Foster and Hugh Jackman are doing it. I would do anything like, to be able to I go know. to that. Uh. I know it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. But I was like, oh, that, you know, I, I won't get to do that role probably on Broadway. Maybe I'll get to replace someday. Um, but Marion Peru has always been a dream role. Um, let's see, like something like Peggy Sawyer in 42nd Street, I think would be so fun. Um, or, you know, Polly and Crazy for You. I've done a concert of that. And that was super fun. Um, and then I still actually haven't played a Disney princess. I got to do Cinderella, but I do think it would be so fun to someday do, you know, if Beauty and the Beast ever had a revival revival, doing Belle or, you know, Rapunzel entangled. I just, I think it'd be so fun. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, you work with Sutton Foster before, right? Yeah. In in Anything Goes. Yeah. So uh, that would be, that, that would be amazing. So I was wondering, is there any difference between playing one of these classic roles like you've done with Greece and South Pacific and shows like that carousel yeah. and doing a new production like with Bandstand or Bonnie and Clyde that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, there's a lot of difference actually. Um what's what's fun about doing a revival is that you know at the end of the day I know I can't be Olivia Newton-John and you know I'd like stepping into a character like Sandy in Greece like I I felt like you get to bring a you know you have to bring yourself to the role but on the other hand there's such an expectation and people come thinking they know what they want to see and um, sometimes that's kind of tricky and you're fitting within a mold you know, essentially, but as long as you're being truthful to what's on the page and bringing new life to these characters that everyone loves, I mean, that's, that's what my responsibility is. And hopefully, you know, we do it justice. What's really special about getting to create and originate a role like Bonnie and Bonnie and Clyde or Julia and Bandstand, um, that is that there's no preconceived notion. I mean, with someone like Bonnie, yes, there was a movie, but we weren't doing a musical of the movie. Mm-hmm. We were, we were doing a musical about these two people who really lived. So that was exciting to get to do research about who Bonnie Parker actually was. There are so mm-hmm. many good books and documentaries and, and things about her that um, that was really cool. And then with Julia in Bandstand, 
that isn't a book or a movie or anything. So with that in particular, there was something so special about literally creating this character from the ground up um, that I've been the only person that's ever played Julia Trojan. And there's a unique sense of kind of ownership and um, this stamp that you get to really put on that character. And now, you know, everyone playing this character from now on will be listening to my voice on the cast album. And um, yeah, that's, it's, it's especially rewarding to get to originate a role for sure. Uh, So on the reality show that you were on, were you tempted to dye your hair? in order to get the, <laughs> get the part? <laughs> I, you know, I did think about it um, or like wondered if that was going to come into, into play at all. Uh-huh. Um, when, here's the thing, the original Sandy, Sandy or Grease was a Broadway musical before the movie in the sure, 70s yeah. with Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. It was a musical. And the original Sandy on Broadway with Carol Demas was a brunette. And so that's the thing is that Sandy was originally a brunette. And then Olivia Newton-John made her this iconic blonde. Um, and so I remember when I ended up winning the competition, um, I actually asked, I was like, so will I get to be a blonde Sandy? And they, the designers actually were like, no, we were planning to keep you brunette. So I asked about it for a while. And I think at the end of the day, um, because the whole competition thing was live on TV and America got invested and voted and you know, I, I ended up winning that. It's like, they wanted to see Laura on stage. They didn't want to see, you know, Sandy's a blonde. They were like, Oh, we want to see that girl we voted for on TV week after week. So mm-hmm. I think I, they wanted to keep me kind of as Laura as possible just solely because of that reality TV reason. But yeah. no, I, I did bring it up and I thought, Oh, it'd be so fun to be blonde. I thought it would be a ball, <laughs> but they specifically wanted to keep me brunette. So there you go. Did you find there was like pushback from, from with, then like the community, the probably community or whatever is like, Oh, this reality show kind of person. Yeah. Or was there any problems with that or were they cool? Yeah. There, it, there wasn't ever like a problem isn't per se, but a pushback is definitely a good word for it. I felt like we, I still had something to prove mm-hmm. um, that. Yeah. I think the the community at first was like, Oh, these, these two youngsters. Cause they also, the whole competition was to cast Sandy and Danny. So my Danny who won with me, Max Crumb, um, we were both like 21 years old. Like, yes, we were babies. And I think the community at first was like, oh, these two young people got handed this, this opportunity. The cool thing is that Max and I both had had lots of training. We both grew up, you know, doing theater. His family owned a theater company and he grew up on stage and had already done a couple movies at that point and things like that. So, um, and the reality show was good training. I was like, that's harder than, that was harder than doing any Broadway show, <laughs> performing on TV week after week and the this, this scrutiny. And, um, you know, luckily it was a, even a little bit before social media. So we didn't even have that, but I can't even imagine. It was a, it was a stressful situation doing that. And so um, I feel like we did still have to prove ourselves a little bit. Um, but I, I, we both took it very seriously. To me, my reputation is very important to me. So, you know, mm-hmm. I showed up to work every day, very prepared. And um, the cast, immediate, our cast immediately accepted us, um, which was lovely and so great. And I think that started from the top. Kathleen Marshall, who was our director, was also a judge on the reality show. And so I think right away she set the tone of being like, these are the two people I helped choose and groom to do this. And so 
you know, love them, accept them, take care of them. And in Greece, there were also 14 people making their Broadway debuts. So we weren't the only babies. We weren't the only youngsters. Um, so we, we all got to kind of grow and experience that whole thing together. And then I feel like the, the thing I did after that is I, I booked South Pacific at Lincoln Center replacing Kelly O'Hara. And that's when I finally felt kind of legitimized, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in the Broadway community because that show and that role and the person I was succeeding was so well-respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Interesting. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast and thank our sponsors over at Care Of. They've been such wonderful sponsors for the podcast. And right now you can get 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. That is new. That's different than our previous uh, code for their sponsorship. So you go to takecareof.com, enter code Hallmarkies50. What's great about Care Of is, is how personal it is. You go online, you take the quiz, and it helps guide you through sort of your needs and help you to figure out what kind of vitamins that you should be taking uh, so that you're not just sort of wasting your time and your, your money on things that don't really fit your needs. I was able to sort of narrow down my needs for sleep products and to help me get a little more energy and some of the other things. And it's very personal the, each uh, packet that you get has a little quote on it, is able to, to you know, can help inspire you to be the healthiest version of yourself. And I just was very impressed by the, the level of detail that they go to to make it personal and everything. It's just very easy to use. You can just stick them in your purse or your suitcase if you're traveling during this time of year. It's the holidays. We're all going to be setting New Year's resolutions coming up soon. So what a perfect way to start now. Start in December. And this would make a, also a great gift, something really thoughtful. They have protein powders. They have all different kinds of things that can be a great, healthy part of your life. It's very easy, very convenient. comes right to your door. So definitely check out Care Of, and right now, 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com, enter Hallmarkies50. So your Broadway princess parties, I first of all, I found out that you guys had come to Utah after, like a week or two after, someone told Bummer. me. I was devastated, so disappointed, because I am a huge Disney fan. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and I love, I don't just watch on YouTube. I love watching the Broadway princess parties and cause I'm a, I'm a huge Susan Egan fan. I'm a huge fan of yours. I'm a huge fan of just, I love the oh whole concept. Gosh. I love the whole idea. And, and you just Thanks. kind of thought of doing this just kind of as a, a one-off fun thing. And then it kind of went places. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So for those that don't know, I travel with this concert tour series that I co-created called the Broadway Princess Party. And um, yeah, it's me and Susan Egan, who was the original Belle in Beauty and the Beast, and Courtney Reed, who was Jasmine in Aladdin. And then we're starting to bring new yeah. new Broadway princesses into the fold. So in Utah, we had Ariel Jacobs, who is has also played Jasmine, and Christy Altamar, who is who was Anastasia in Anastasia on Broadway. Oh. And um, yeah, Bummer, you have to follow us on no, social media if you don't, because we're, we're very good at promoting all of our upcoming shows on that. Um, it's at B-Way Princess P-T-Y, if I, if I don't just put in a little plug yeah. there. Um, but it's, it's super fun. We sing all the beloved 
you know, Disney and Broadway princess songs. We're not just Disney. Um, and we get to tell stories about our experiences being Broadway princesses and um, our music director, Ben Rauhala. It was originally his idea. And he came to me four years ago um, with, with this idea. And it just has blossomed into something so beautiful and so big, bigger than we could have ever really thought or imagined it would be. Um, and it's just, it's magical. All of these shows and these characters and these songs really resonate with every demographic. Like I grew up with these movies. So you're getting people, you know, in their, yeah. in their twenties and thirties, and then you're getting moms with their young kids. They're, you know, girls, you're getting, we're reaching, you know, the gay audience who loves, yeah. who loves the Disney princesses and also all the, like the cosplayers, the people who go to like comic cons and, you know, the and Disney animation fans. And, um, it really, it reaches a, a wide demographic of yeah. people who really resonate with these songs. And, um, it's just been very fun to spread that magic across the country the past couple of years on tour. That's so cool. Ah. Uh. I love it. Yeah, I, <laughs> it's, it's, I will, please come back. I will be there. Uh, good. And, uh, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to sing with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. That must have been uh, twice, I believe. I did. It was, yeah. it was incredible. I was there for um, Pioneer Day. I'm trying to remember, I think it was three years ago, three or four years ago. Uh -huh. um, I was there for Pioneer Day and then they had me back for the Christmas concert and um, it was, it's such a surreal experience getting to sing in front of a 100 piece orchestra and 300 voice choir in that, you know, 20,000 seat theater yeah. stadium. Um, and you know, Utah is just so beautiful every time of year. Um, and the people are so welcoming and warm and I, yeah, it was a really, really incredible experience, a career highlight for sure. Yeah. That's so cool. Uh, it's hard to get tickets, man, to those that Christmas concert. It's almost impossible. I know. But, and then it's not released on TV for like a year later. Yeah. You know what I mean? They do it a year in advance. And yeah. so, you know, you have, you have to catch it that way if you don't get to be there in person. But I think that would be a really cool experience getting to work with the conductor Mac Wilbur Wilbur Wilberg yeah. and and uh, all of that that's that's really neat. Uh, yeah, okay. Mac was wonderful. I was so I was so very honored to get to do that. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So your first Hallmark role in the Key of Love. How did that all happen? Do you audition <laughs> or what happened? with that <laughs> great question okay so the team for in the key of love uh one of the producers the script writer and the woman who wrote the music for that movie because i get to sing in it all three of them are new york based and i knew i had actually i did south pacific with julie foldesai who wrote the music and then kevin duda who was one of the producers i i had just finished doing a concert with in new york so they all they knew of me kevin somehow pitched my my name to hallmark and you know put my name in the hat and I got an offer for the movie so I didn't audition it was something I wasn't really looking for that kind of dropped in my lap unexpectedly and um I was again just so grateful like oh my gosh Kevin had talked to me and was like would you ever want to you know do a Hallmark movie he's like I produce part-time with Hallmark and I was like absolutely like sign me up and you know not knowing it would happen so soon and uh -huh. it would be um you know, I would, I would, it would be that just kind of gifted to me in that way. And 
I got to go to Vancouver for the very first time. I had never been before. And um, everybody at Hallmark was also just so welcoming, so warm, so wonderful. Vancouver was absolutely beautiful. And I had the most amazing time learning so much. I, you know, I've never done a movie. I've had two guest spots on TV in 12 years. I audition for TV film all the time. And I just, I never book anything. I haven't had as much favor, you know, as I have on with the Broadway stuff. So I just, I began to think I probably wasn't very good at it and I should take an on-camera class and then suddenly was, you know, given this lead in a Hallmark movie. And I, I learned so much just from being on set and working with our incredible director and, um, you know, my co-stars. Um, and it was super fun. And I was very anxious at first, but, you know, after a couple of days on set, you're like, oh, okay, I think, I think I yeah. get it. And it must've gone okay because they asked me back um, to do another film. We just finished shooting a Christmas movie that's going to come out in December. So I'm, I'm elated. It's been a wonderful, wonderful journey so far. And you got to work with friend of the podcast, Andrea Brooks in that one. Oh yes. Yes. She's, she's the best. <laughs> I love her. Andrea is the best. And she had actually just found out she was pregnant, but we all didn't know. So she, you know what I mean? She told us yeah. that she was pregnant after we had finished filming. And I know she's <laughs> about to pop probably any day here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Andrea, I mean, Andrea was such a wonderful resource for me because she's so experienced and especially in the Hallmark world. And so I had a lot of conversations with her just about, um, just being on set and yeah. the, the Hallmark brand and, you know, all, all of that, just because she's, she's such a pro and she was so gracious and um, such a good leader in our company. Yeah. She'd be definitely one to talk to with when calls the heart and all the different movies Ex she's done. And, exactly. Yeah. That's really cool. So your new movie, a homecoming for the holidays. Uh, we already uh, talked to Stephen Huzar. Uh, <laughs> a little bit I ago. love it. I love and, it. Yeah, we love him. He's great. And uh, Aww, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, this must have been such a thrill to get to be on a Christmas movie for Hallmark and get to take part in all of that. Uh, just, I don't know, that would just be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal, right? A Hallmark Christmas movie. I remember when I booked the first one and I started, you know, telling people, everyone was like, oh, is it a Christmas movie? And I was like, no, actually it's, it's part of their like summer wedding thing. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's the first question everyone asks, is it a Christmas movie? Because I feel like Hallmark has found that niche and is have has reached such an audience with their Christmas films in particular. Um, there's no doubt about it. So it's, Exactly. So it's super special and fun to be able to say this time that yes, it's a Christmas movie. Um, and especially with the with the veteran angle um, in a Homecoming for the Holidays, I fall in love with uh, you know an, an army vet, um, a soul returning soldier, and my brother in the show and my dad were both um, service members. And so um, after doing Bandstand on Broadway, which had a kind of similar theme of me falling in love with a returning World War II vet, um, I just I had such a heart for this project and this script as well that um, I really liked that angle of it. And it's, I think it's going to be really cute. We, again, we had such a, a joyful time in our little like Christmas bubble in Vancouver shooting, shooting this, this holiday movie. It was really great. Yeah. So do you, so you're playing a singer in it. Yes. In the movie, yes. right? Who's like writing her new album. And are you doing like country singing style singing or um, in a way, the the character yes becomes like a Nashville country star, um, and I I found that I just bring a little like folksy twang to my voice a little bit. Yeah. You know, I kind of specialize in the like Rodgers and Hammerstein like princess 
you know, vocal stuff, but I uh-huh. have gotten to be a little country soulful in like Bonnie and Clyde and um, even a little bit in, in South Pacific, even though that's Rogers and Hammerstein, she was uh-huh. kind of a Southern, she was, you know, from it's Little Rock, true. Arkansas and kind of had a Southern twang. So I've, I feel like I've gotten to do a little bit of that before. And I just brought a little of that out again. But at the end of the day, I, was, I said, I get to sing like three Christmas carols in the movie and then one original Christmas song, um, which was, you know, written, found and written specifically for this film. So that's kind of special. Well, that's good because not, <laughs> not all, uh, how do I say this nicely? Not all Hallmark singers are equal. And so oh. I'm very excited <laughs> that they have you doing <laughs> all doing so much of singing (laughs) somebody uh, particularly well my soapbox on this on the podcast is don't sing oh holy night unless you're a broadway professional as you are because that song's so hard it's really difficult holy night it's yes it is it's an impossible song to sing i don't i don't get to sing that one um but yes i agree i'm like oh holy night has to be Yes, done by professional. It's kind of like the national anthem. The national anthem yeah. is so rangy. It starts really low and then gets really high, and you have to have a kind of experienced person to sing it. Yeah. It's the same with Oh Holy Night. <laughs> like, you understand. You get it. And I always hear the, I do. these starlets trying to sing Oh Holy Night, and I'm like, oh, just sing like the first Noel or right, right. Else, anything else. Anything right. else. Don't sing a song. <laughs> No. <laughs> unfortunately it's like not their fault it's like the scriptwriter yeah. who's like here this is the song or or sometimes it comes down it comes down to what songs they can get the rights for yeah i know that's kind of like insider information where it's like I'm oh sure. it's like oh they you know these are the only ones they could get right. yeah. get to perform you know on tv <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> that, that's exciting. I'm really looking forward to hearing the music and uh, seeing uh, the movie. I think it sounds really sweet. And, and uh, so congratulations Thank on finishing you. it. That'll, that'll be really fun. Thank you. I'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast and thank our sponsor. They are the good folks over at HelloFresh and they are America's number one meal kit. And right now you get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash Hallmarkies9 and then use code Hallmarkies9 when you check out. Most people are kind of aware, I think, of these meal kits, but I think what makes HelloFresh really special is the easy layout of the recipe cards and just the freshness and uniqueness of the recipes because especially this time of the year where things are so busy we all need some help you can save so much time by using HelloFresh uh, because you don't have to go shopping you have the easy to use recipes and it's something that you can get out of your dinner rut these are chef curated meals and so you can try things that you would never try before and I recently tried it and I had had my three meals and they were all delicious. They were all easy to make. And they're definitely something that I would not have made on my own, which was nice. And it's also nice as a single person that I I didn't have to buy like a whole jar of something just to use a little tiny bit, which can be a problem. And you just get the little bit that you need. So it's actually not wasteful. And everything is just really fresh and yummy. And you've got your card there so you can really see what it's supposed to look like and what it's supposed to do. So I, I thought it was really, really yummy. And I definitely recommend it. And right now you can get nine free meals with HelloFresh. Going to HelloFresh.com slash Hallmarkies9. Use code Hallmarkies9. So we like to end our interviews what we with some silly questions. So okay. we have the holiday version here. 
So yes, bring it on. <laughs> what is your favorite holiday drink? Ooh, um, I would say spiked cider. Oh, okay, I'm like good. an apple cider person more uh-huh. than like eggnog. Okay, good. Uh, what is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? I have a molasses ginger recipe that is to mm. die for. Cookie, sounds- ginger molasses cookie. Yeah. That sounds good. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? I really have a soft spot for Silent Night. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic. And you can and, and it should be played on the guitar. You know, that's the authentic. I know. That would be beautiful indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh what is your favorite Christmas movie to watch every like every year one year one? Um, you know, my dad's favorite is The Grinch, and so I feel like because we watch it for him every year, that has also become like a tradition for me. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Loves the Grinch. He always watched The Grinch. No, like the original, the original. cartoon. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, I approve. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, and, and that song. Talk about whenever you can pair a iconic song with a Christmas movie. It's like the same thing with weddings. If you can get a, if you can get a song that gets played at weddings, gold. Right. Uh, right. That is true. <laughs> it's the same way with, uh, with Christmas. And uh, that song in the animated original, you know, Boris Karloff. <laughs> right. You're a mean one, Mr. Yeah. Grinch, that one. Yeah, that yeah. one. It's the best. Uh, okay. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's so iconic. It's iconic. so funny. Iconic. Yep, exactly. And yeah, good for him for like having it become so mainstream. Yeah. But yes, it's become like a Christmas classic. <laughs> it's it's uh, weddings, Christmas, and sports. If you can get a song that hits either of those yes. three. You're, then you're golden. You're golden. <laughs> you're going to have checks coming in for years. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Then what is your favorite holiday tradition? Ooh. Um, the first thing that came to my mind is, um, with my family at home, we usually go to like a Christmas Eve, um, church service and the, we, uh-huh. at the service, we like light candles. And I remember like, that's for me, that's where I tear up every year. The last few years I've yeah. been able to go home for Christmas. We always go to the, like the candlelight Christmas Eve service and when the you know the congregation is lit with candles and we're all singing christmas carols i'm like it's it's very moving so i think that that's it but i also now have nephews my brother has three boys Uh and so getting to have christmas with kids again with having like kids around and seeing their joy in opening presents is really like unmatched (laughs) i was always the youngest in my family i have an older brother and i've i've older stepsisters and so i never had like younger kids now and at the holidays until now my brother had kids and so it's very special to be with little ones around the holidays again it is so much better christmas with little kids it's yeah way better (laughs) totally yeah uh so okay what is a memorable christmas gift that you have either given or received do you have your red writer Okay. Here's moment. okay. This you can't you can't top this. So my husband and I got engaged on Christmas Eve. Uh, so I would say that's it. A diamond ring. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> the ultimate. The it's the ultimate. Yes, that's you practically lived a Hallmark Christmas movie in your real life. I, I kind of did. I I might pitch it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Oh my gosh. That, 
great. Wow. Okay. Uh, which would you pick, Scrooge or the Grinch? We probably already know since you said. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I think the Grinch. Although I have done a production of Christmas Carol. Um, uh -huh. There's a, a professional theater in the Twin Cities called the Guthrie, which if anyone in the theater world knows that theater, but they do an annual production of a Christmas Carol, and I'm I got to do it one year in my back in my youth in Minnesota, and so. I do love, I do love Christmas Carol and Scrooge, but I think Grinch is, that's the one. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. Uh, clear lights or colored? Ooh, clear. Okay, good. Uh, would you rather do a snowball fight or build a snowman? Oh, build a snowman. <laughs> good, good. I'm, I, I can't throw a snowball worth being. <laughs> I mean, you should know being from Minnesota. <laughs> exactly yeah. exactly i know how to professionally build a snowman we get lots of snow there yeah uh so would you say you're a good gift wrapper or not um yes i yeah. I would probably get like a b like a b plus a minus like i'm not like an a plus plus but yes i i enjoy wrapping gifts and overall consider myself good at it very good <laughs> okay last question what do you have an ugly christmas sweater and what is your ugliest Christmas sweater. <laughs> I I don't think I do because I live in New York and I just don't have extra space to hold things like that. Oh, I have, yeah. I, we have two little closets in our you know 650 square foot apartment, and I unfortunately don't have room to store a sweater that I will wear once a year, which is unfortunate. That makes because sense. it would be fun to have some ugly Christmas sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you move back to Minnesota someday, you can right. Um, Exactly. That'll be your first purchase. <laughs> right. And that's a Christmas sweater that I can keep. It's the same with even a Christmas tree. Every like every year we buy we get a little one, like usually a three three footer and we put it on a table. But it's real. We buy a real one because we have no place to store, you know, ornaments and even things like that. Like we just we don't have space for. But it also works out because we're rarely here for Christmas. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of times we're either traveling, getting to visit family and stuff like that so yeah well i mean that's amazing you're able to make it and keep your christmas spirit in the city because you know in hallmark movies usually city is bad, the city is <laughs> bad exactly. you gotta go back to your hometown and get reformed and remember 100%. who you are <laughs> exactly that's true in this movie as well like there's this big thing yeah. it's like He's like, Mom, I'm sorry I haven't been able to come home. I really should, you know, try to make that a priority more often. And, yeah. you know, you, you, you do have to go home. But actually, New York is beautiful at no, Christmas. It, and it there is. are decorations everywhere. And it's very easy to get in the spirit here. They have a yeah. gigantic, you know, tree at Rockefeller Center. The, the Rockettes have their holiday show. Yeah. Um, there are lights everywhere. And so, yeah, it's, they're yeah. shopping on Fifth Avenue. Like, there's lots of stuff to do here on holidays. Oh. One of my best memories is actually spending a Christmas in New York with my grandma and my cousin who have actually now both passed Aww. away. And so I really treasure that trip. And we, we went to, yeah, we went to see the Rockettes. That was actually the whole reason that we convinced my grandma to take us is we're like, we'll go, we'll go to the Rockettes. And, and she, cause my grandma loved the Rockettes and yeah. <laughs> see the show and I was such such lovely memories we went to see um the music man actually uh on that trip this was uh way back in 2000 way back when yes yeah. rebecca luker yeah yes amazing and, and that was incredible and, and we saw beauty and the beast and 
yeah, it was oh. an incredible memory in my life. <laughs> but yeah, in, <laughs> yeah, in Hallmark movies, though, I, I always say that you can only be from the city if you are running a parade or a window designer. Right. <laughs> so the only two right. allowed careers. The only two jobs that, right, exactly. <laughs> okay. That being from the city. Yeah. Occasionally, you'll have somebody who is like a Miracle on 34th Street kind of plot sometimes but sure <laughs> very often but anyway so we are really excited for your new movie um, coming for the holidays thank you. it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, so thank you so much for coming on and talking with us uh, i had a great time talking with you and and of uh course, Rachel. thanks for having me and where can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff Yes, um, I am on Twitter and Instagram um, at my name, L-A-U-R-A-O-S-N-E-S, Laura Osnes. Um, and yeah, that's it. My face, I, ha I don't really do Facebook. So I'm, okay. yeah, Instagram and Twitter is the way to go. Perfect. Yeah, we will have all of that in the description section. People can follow Laura and yeah, and, and I'll have the link also to follow the um, Princess Party. Uh, as oh, well. yeah, that would be great. So. That's perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, have a very Merry Christmas and hopefully we'll get to talk to you again uh, when you keep doing more Hallmark movies. Thank you, guys. I would love that. You guys, too. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank Lara for coming on the podcast. It was so much fun to get to talk with her. I just, I'm a huge Showtunes fan, a huge Broadway fan. So this is a real treat to get to talk to a Broadway performer and uh, also Hallmark star. So that was really fun for me. And uh, so you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Make sure to check that out. And you can follow the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media and on iTunes and YouTube. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews and if you're listening on youtube please give us a thumbs up subscribe to the channel we would sure appreciate that as well consider becoming a patron we have so much fun in our patron group and also uh, you can get exclusives and giveaways and all kinds of cool stuff so that's all in there we also have our merch store with our holiday merch a perfect present for the hallmark key in your life so check that out in the description section all the information will be there so thanks again laura it was so much fun and uh, we will talk to you all later merry christmas <laughs>